Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. If you haven't heard last episode, please go listen to last episode uh, where we talked about three different monsters uh, to bring horror into your campaigns. I'm going to kick us off with something that Thorne and I uh, always talk about in all of our horror episodes, which is humans. We're, we're diabolical, we're evil, uh, or at least can be. And there is nothing more horrific and scary than just using history in your campaigns. Thorne did this in World of Darkness. Uh, he touched on Jack the Ripper. Um, you could do literally anything with just throwing out real humans. I, I mean, could could look at uh, Netflix right now and the Jeffrey Dahmer. Is it a documentary? Is it a, a edition? It's a movie. Well, it's I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Neither <laughs> have I. A, it's a movie. It's a drama. It's a dr- it's dramatic like a reenactment. Drama. Yeah, dramatic reenactment of the events. Got it. Okay. But so, you know, hey, that's that's new and fresh in our minds. So, yeah, throw Jeffrey Dahmer into your campaign. It'll do wonders for a horror campaign. <laughs> well, it, it, to be honest, just reading up on history, it's yeah. amazing and it's crazy what we do to each other. Yeah. And that's been some of the best horror campaigns I've ever done has been history-based or just taking history and throwing it in D&D. Jack the Ripper is a perfect example. Just a killer that's everywhere that you cannot find. Yeah. And I mean, it it lends into that, you know, I talked about it last episode, but that psychological horror, because nothing's more mentally scary than just, it could be anyone. Yep. Horror of the unknown. Fear. It really strings on it. And you could do anything. Humans are horrible. They're yeah. horrible. Any serial killer, you can go any huge dictator throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um you know that's actually a really interesting point. Uh, it even as a a slightly non horrific uh, aspect of of humans, the big bad doesn't have to have magic. It could just be a corrupt king. It could be the sheriff of a town. It could be just the fact that you know uh, pr- police brutality. You know if uh, oh yeah, it's police you know, state. Yeah. Uh, run, it, run a it, police it could be state. A lot. <laughs> I mean, you're talking like 1984. Um, mm-hmm. Run a police state. That to me, there is very little more horrifying than a police state. Yeah. And that right there, I've played in games like that. It's hard to do. And if you haven't read 1984 or Brave New World, do so because those yeah. those are great inspo for D and D. Yeah. But those those are great. Humans are awful. Uh, and the the most horrifying ones are the ones that don't have the magic and they don't have the powers. Mm-hmm. All they have is charisma. Yeah, and that right there is horrifying, absolutely horrifying. So there's just so much you could do with that. There are plot hooks after plot hooks. Just read some history. Exactly. Uh, Bone Daddy, do you want to take us away with the next one? Yeah, I got this. Um, so. We've all heard the story of uh, Sleepy Hollow um, with the Dr. Ichabod, the teacher Ichabod. <laughs> it depends on what version you 
you've watched. If you watched the movie or you read the book. I'm assuming um, you're trying to reference the original, which actually was kind of scary. Yeah, well, the original the original story was uh, creepy, considering that it was geared um, towards you know. Terrifying. I, I read it when I was in I read it when I was in middle school, so and Rip Van Winkle, they were in the same book uh, for me. So yeah, it was terrifying. Um, with uh, Ichabod Crane and his venture to Sleepy Hollow, which had a bridge that was named to Sleepy Hollow, if I remember correctly. Again, I read it in middle school. Forgive me. You're correct, um, though. But the the town of Sleepy Hollow actually had a, a legend of a headless horseman, of a man who stopped the um, the bridge uh, called Sleepy Hollow as well. And it ha- it stars Ichabod Crane venturing out one night and running into this a creepy urban legend. And uh, not surviving the night as the Headless Horseman throws the pumpkin at him and kills him. So, because he has a pumpkin head. Um, But on a much more creepy side of um, the story, Dungeons & Dragons actually has their own version of the Headless Horseman, which is called uh, Dullahan. Dullahans are headless undead warriors, the remains of villains who let vengeance consume them. They are urban legends that can be found on certain locations, specific locations like battlefields, bridges, lakes, river crossings, which is also a bridge. And in death, Dullahans are often rejoined by those who followed them in life, in either in the form of lesser undead, like skeletons or whites, or terrifying mounts, like warhorse skeletons or nightmares. And they go out and hunt, like the urban legend suggests, looking for a head to join their hellish crusade now Dullahans are a cr10 creature um jesus that's <laughs> atrocious that it is. is because not only do they have conditioned immunities like charmed frightened poison they also have damage resistances like cold from cold lightning and poison damage and they have 120 feet of true sight and a passive perception of 16 they are Hold a headless on, being do dragons even have 120 feet? What is this nonsense? <laughs> a passive perception of 16? <laughs> yes. Good they lord. Absolutely insane. They have 135 hit points and they wear breastplate, giving them an armor class of 16. Oh, yeah, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> and they have the ability to throw a skull at you, which has a range of 120 feet. They can summon. um, I'm sorry, they have legendary resistances they can use two times a day they have a multi-attack with their battle axe and their fiery skull they have legendary actions, so they can take three legendary actions, including a headhunt which it moves its speed without provoking opportunity attacks and makes one battle axe attack with advantage frightful presence, each creature is frightened, like a dragon essentially, each creature is frightened by the Dullahan and they, the legendary action they can also use to make another attack. Now you must be thinking, yeah, sure, this thing sounds, you know, like whatever. Like it sounds like a like a CR10. It's just like big beat stick. I'm not done. When this thing dies, so when it's reduced to zero head points, it actually stands up and doesn't fall unconscious. Instead, it regains 97 of its hit points. In addition, it summons three death head creatures, which are like floating skull heads, 
one of each of the types of death heads that are available and the death heads are under its control and act immediately after the dual Han makes its initiative and then it gets mythic actions mythic mm-hmm. it gets mythic actions a dual Han, once it activates its its trait it gets these mythic actions including a coordinated attack in which it can attack and have a death head attack immediately when it attacks and also a headless whale which stuns everybody around it and they take psychic damage <laughs> holy christ okay so not only is this thing terrifying but when you said whale i a headless whale i i i, I thought of an actual whale and not like a scream <laughs> and i was like that's fucking terrifying what are we doing with whales <laughs> uh it- but but let me let me just say one thing really quick because this is a CR ten you said yes a CR seventeen adult red dragon does not have true sight and its blind sight is only sixty feet. This, that is insane. This yeah. thing can see you when you're invisible. Yep. Never gets tired. You can't sneak up on it with a passive perception, essentially, because it's got yeah. a passive perception of fucking sixteen. Like that is and- terrifying. Yeah, and it doesn't die initially. Once you knock it down that 125 hit points, mm-hmm. it gets right back up with 97 hit points and summons three other creatures to help it. It has a phase two. I love it. Yeah. That it's is a, just awesome. It's oh, got a it, phase two. It would be perfect to let this haunt somebody in your uh, in your party. Mm-hmm. Like have one person be haunted by this thing and you could do a slow burn psychological thing where it just... You know, maybe one night you just see it in the distance on a hill. Like, what the hell is that? Exactly. And just, and just following you. You know, you're you're walking at night or traveling by wagon. You hear hoofbeats behind you, but there's nothing there. There's oh, a man. lot of stuff you can do with this. Yeah, I actually got that wrong. My bad. The headless whale doesn't stun your stun your party. My mistake. It actually does a lot worse than that. <laughs> if for each player that fails this saving throw, the Dulahan gains 10 temporary hit points. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, let's bring what? it back even stronger. <laughs> like, what <laughs> even is this thing? Like, it that is insane. That's and a lot. That so is in my lot. next campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a great BBEG. Oh, yeah. It really would, because it's going to take your party a high level and a lot of work to, to whittle that thing down. Yeah, that, I mean, that combat is going to be for it like the whole session yeah honestly. that's one session <laughs> make sure you bring a cleric with you this thing's an undead but i mean like you're gonna need you're gonna need a cleric to cast spells on it <laughs> i just want to point out that these these are half cr they're one half the death heads right mm-hmm. um but they have different like forms um one petrifies you nice uh, one gives you psychic damage and the other one is just a standard, like, gnashing head. Like, it just deals necrotic damage to you. But that's... There's nothing standard about necrotic damage. <laughs> no. No, necrotic sucks. That's the yeah. gift that keeps on giving. The petrifying one is is terrifying, because if you get petrified all the way, like, you could die. Yeah, that's yeah, like, true. So it's like, I mean, for those specifically, the saves are probably pretty low. But if you fuck it, <laughs> that like that, you're done. That's it. And there are certain people around our table that would fuck it every time. 
every single time. Every time. Shout out to Raven. <laughs> God love you. <laughs> every this time. And Forest. Crazy. True. <laughs> yeah, no, this this creature is actually like of the things that we've said, this is this is rough. <laughs> yeah, this that one was going to be hard to beat. It really, oh, really was actually, beat. I'm I'm I forgot something. My bad. Of course you did. My bad. The battle axe attack. So get this. The battle, um, axe, attack. The battle axe attack, which is one of its standard multi hit attacks. Um, if it hits, it deals eight slashing damage or nine slashing damage if it's using two hands, plus eleven necrotic damage. If the Dulahan scores a critical hit against a creature, the target must succeed on a DC 15 Constitution saving throw, or the Dulahan cuts off the target's head. God. The target dies if it can't survive without its lost head. A creature that doesn't have or need a head or has legendary action said takes an extra 27 slashing damage. <laughs> Cool, so a Vorpal Battle Axe. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. it only has two attacks. It has that Fiery Spell attack and that Battle Axe attack. Every time it hits with Battle Axe, it can decapitate you. I love it. This I, is, uh, yeah. yeah, that's fun. Oh, yeah. And if you and have imagine, a problem with character deaths, you're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, though, if... If this is something that your party doesn't know, like let's talk about like you know meta game knowledge. If this is something that your party hasn't dealt with a lot and maybe forgot that fact, just imagine that first crit and just. By the way, you don't have a head now, and your character falls to the floor, and the blood pools around your body as the head rolls to the Dulahan's feet. Like, ugh. The combat would stop. I don't. I, I think everyone would yeah. just go swi- quiet. You know, <laughs> that would be great. I love Man. that kind of stuff. Drama. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you forgot on that one, Bone Daddy? Is there? Is there anything else? Does it? Does it fly? I don't know. <laughs> no, but the um, but its movement is, or is it, its movement is thirty feet. But the Dulhan, the one of its legendary actions is called Headhunt. So not only does its battle axe can decapitate you, Headhunt lets it move its speed without provoking an opportunity attack and make one (laughs) battle axe attack with advantage. (laughs) Oh, good God. Let's make it stronger. (laughs) But if, so with that, with that Headhunt ability with the legendary action, if it hits, but it's not a critical hit, the attack still does that extra 27 necrotic damage. Of course it does. Oh boy, you better be high level when you face this one. Or I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, what level would we? Like, I 20. guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> honestly, that would be the easiest. But it's got a one-hit KO ability, like that is absolutely crazy. Um, CR tens, like you can have a party of like level eight, eight characters like fighting it. Yeah, but that's. But that would be like on the the higher end of the difficulty scale. Yeah, that's insane. I don't. What what else is a CR ten? Do hags have a CR ten? Hag, I think hags are like CR tens as well. well. Th- put it in perspective: an adult red dragon is a CR seventeen. Yeah, that's a and they dragon. don't even have a. They don't even have a one hot, a one hit KO. No, like, no they don't. not like a not like a, they don't have a mythic blade. actions. Yeah, they don't have mythic <laughs> no. actions. They don't have like a vorpal blade just on hand, you know, casually. Just and you yeah. know what. If they kill, if they kill this thing, like if my if my party members kill this, I will give them that Vorplax. Take it, hell, hell yeah, yeah, you yeah, you'd take have the to Vorpal, take the Vorplax with you. Like me, I, I would make I would make it cursed, but that's me. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> oh, that is a good idea. Cursed versus cursed items. Yeah. Yes. Oh, when no. to use them and how to use them to where you're not going to get every player pissed off at you, or do and laugh about it. I don't know. Which is usually what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that that's a beast right there. That that's rough. And that's not even I know, and that's not even <laughs> the strongest creature in in Monsters of Ravenloft. No. No. There is so many I just I'm not even like I, I don't know why I didn't talk about this one, but there's like a star em- emissary, which are CR nineteen creatures and CR twenty one creatures. That's not fair. But, Anything that's CR twenty one it just isn't fair. <laughs> I mean, but those are like those are world ending creatures. Yeah. You know, like what is, uh, what's the Tarask? Is that that's a, that's a nineteen in it? Uh, let me pull it up. Tarask five e. Uh, I think their CR twenties. Their CR thirties. Okay, so oh, that's right. okay. So that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, but still, I mean, if this guy is a CR ten, and then you've got you know, oh, like yeah, CR twenty one, like no big deal, like. What? <laughs> okay, now Bone Daddy, what would be the plot hook you would give this thing? What would you do? Oh, for, this, the, for the for yeah, the on? For the Duelon. What would the, you do? Um, if we're I would do a straight up horror campaign. Like if we're doing this, um the Duelon is going to um I'm gonna start the players off in like a village with the urban legend of the Duelon stalking it. I'm gonna give them an NPC that's like this really powerful like warrior. And then I'm going to have this warrior die like at the very beginning when they run into it. It's going to get decapitated. And then it's just going to be a hunting game. Like the whole point is to survive against the Dulahan as they like, as it stalks them and make, and they make their way through everything. I'm just going to have this thing hunt them down. That's what I'm going to do. I like that. I do too. And like, and and I'm going to have like time limits. So they're going to run into other death head creatures. Like this thing summoned death heads. And like, there's this thing called death head tree. Which is which has death heads growing like rotten fruit on the tree, and I'm gonna have them have to fight these death heads, and I'm gonna put like a timer on it, like they have to defeat the death heads in a certain time, or it's gonna catch up to them in combat. Like, this is just gonna have this thing hunt them. Oh yeah, just just put a time limit on everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm wow. like, it's almost there. You hear it's you hear the the beat of it of the horse hooves like coming in. Like you gotta defeat the death. There has C- there's CR one halves. So like essentially I'm just gonna have them running from this thing and they have to just like meet certain requirements to defeat this thing without having to fight it directly because it's just one of those things where like it can automatically decapitate someone. Like I'm I also love that you just skimmed over the fact that the CR one half, not even one, just half can petrify you. Yeah. There's a death head Medusa one that's a uh, that's uh, they petrify automatically. Well, not automatically. You have to pass a saving throw, but they can petrify you, and if they and if you fail, you're paralyzed. That's wow, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, Thorn, do you have our last one? <laughs> I do, I do, and this one is massive. This would be more like a whole campaign. I don't know if you'd be able to do a one shot with this one. I mean, you could, but. It's better as a campaign. Um, I'm bringing up the, the 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 goddess herself of the Underdark, Loth. Now, the thing about Loth is, yes, she's the queen of the drow. 
She's the god of the drow. She's everything they worship. And you could make this an Underdark campaign. Personally, I wouldn't. I would make this campaign much more longer reaching, starting above, maybe going below eventually. But she's a god. So she has agents and followers everywhere. So you could be trying to find somebody or, or get some treasure and all of a sudden you have these certain people that might seem like they're helping you but not that are like agents of Loth. Um, you could really fight the whole good versus evil with this one and use any kind of creatures you want. You could have a whole town that you walk into that is helping you and, uh, and you know praises you as you come into town and they feed you and put you up in this uh, in this inn for free in the best rooms and you wake up in the night to chanting as you look down upon the square and see a huge bonfire and all these robed figures around as this darkness and smoke comes out of the the fire and becomes a huge spider and little spiders at its feet and they just start to attack the end you're in. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you do because she is the queen of spiders. And I mean, it's a God. It's a literal God. And D&D &D, gods don't have stat blocks. Um, but in D&D &D wiki, they do. And, and they are absolutely terrifying. Oh, every oh, yeah. single one of them. <laughs> yes. Well, the, so gods don't have gods don't have stat blocks in D and D because um, gods are such like tremendous beings. However, um, gods the only way gods can influence the um, the area in which they which they're in according to like D and D lore is for them to have like an avatar on like the on the plane which does which they channel their power through. The avatars can be fought. They're physical embodiments of parts of the god's power so you could always fight an avatar and yeah, um, yeah and they're only cr30 yeah they're just they're you know, just casual mm, <laughs> yeah casual cr30 creatures you know don't worry about it like just it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah they they actually statted her in dandy wiki with an armor class of 23 yeah so yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Just know this is going to be, and, and when you hit it, I mean, damage immunities, immunities, acid, cold, lightning, poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Just immune. Yeah. You can hit it. It's nah. Uh, damage resistances. Damn it! It says damage from spells. That's just just spells. That's just wrong. Like oh yeah, I'm resistant to just all of it. Yeah. <laughs> just magic. everything. Oh, you, you cast you magic. cast fireball and I didn't save, I still take half damage. Yep. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, it's a god. Yeah, true. But to me, uh, and, and you're gonna have players that are terrified of spiders. You gotta make sure it's not a hard stop because some players just won't. It just gets them they trigger too hard on it. But even a person that's not scared of spiders, when you attack them with a bunch of little spiders it's kind of creepy and it's scary and you could do as subtle or as overt as you want in this and D&D &D has this 
plethora of spider-like creatures. Oh, yeah. You don't have to use the same stat block. It could be anything from a drider to a phase spider. These things, there's just so many. <laughs> and if you yeah. want to get really gross about it, um, uh, Monsters of Ravenloft actually has a swarm of scarabs that you can nice. use instead of yeah. the, uh, the spiders. And they have an ability where they barrow into the skin. And at the start of your turns, you take piercing damage every time they barrow into your skin. That's pleasant. So, I mean, Loth is statted. If you want to have them fight Loth, I wouldn't. I'd use an avatar. Uh, mainly because killing gods is, is not only difficult, but it can also be a bad thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but usually other gods get pissed when you kill off a god. Just a hint. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only kill them usually with god killing weapons so or or wish it out of existence it's not a yeah, big deal that happens um <laughs> it worked we really need to to have a episode just about that story oh god yes that'd be great <laughs> but yeah no that i any any last words for loth before we do the the conclusion um another thing you could do because loth is a god or goddess uh dreams yeah have have this this goddess of spiders invade their dreams don't and if you do it in a way that's just really creepy um make it so it's hard for them to sleep start giving out exhaustion Ooh. unless they figure out a way around it you know give them and, and hit them with this stuff all at once i mean don't be afraid of it hit them with it and it, it makes them think outside the box it does good good rp going and it's hard for them to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And that's when you get chaos. And wow. as the king of chaos says, chaos makes good RP. <laughs> so that's that's my third is, is Lolf. I do love Lolf. And I could we could do four or five more episodes on this kind of stuff. Easy. <laughs> Easily done. And we all love horror games. And these monsters just lend to great, great plot hooks. Maybe if we have time, we can add something to, to Patreon about just monsters. Like, I don't know. Like, not, maybe not a Monster of the Week type thing. But I think, I think Weekly would be like too this. hard. Yeah. But do something like this where we, where we get together and just come up with three uh, and discuss how to mess with your players. <laughs> <laughs> Which tends to be one of our favorite things to do. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> So final thoughts we'll do around around Robin of just adding a little bit of horror to a little spice to your campaign. Uh, always remember that a role without an explanation is terrifying. If it, it, let's let's say uh, Bone Daddy's Dulahan, you know, in that scenario where they're hunting, just roll. What was that roll for? Don't worry about it. Oh, but you hear hoofbeats. Oh. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Like just having that role and looking at it and not even having facial expressions or if you're like me and like to wince when you uh, when you roll, <laughs> uh, your players will hate you for it. Yeah. With, with me, with with this kind of campaign, always check your heart stops. Mm -hmm. um, it's really easy, especially for me to go beyond what people are comfortable with, uh, because I'm comfortable with just about everything. And I really enjoy the plot twist, the twist at the end. So don't be afraid of it. 
And if it turns your entire party on their heads, so much the better because there's nothing quite like revealing who's actually been behind everything. And it's nobody, anybody thought even for a second was it. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> and the faces you get and sometimes physical abuse <laughs> because True. your players are going to be just dumbfounded. And that's the best feeling in the world. Bone okay. daddy. Yeah. Final thoughts? I'm never using Nosferatu in your game because they're terrifying. <laughs> um, just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, just be wary of everyone's like hard stops with things. Um, personally, if you're with a group of players who really enjoys like the gory stuff, like take body parts off, take people's eyes out, um, create a giant mass of crawling. Um, spiders that looks vaguely humanoid and um, have them throw masses of giant spiders onto a person and slowly consume them. You know, I'm I'm down for whatever. Like, introduce a gibbering mouth. Introduce <laughs> a gibbering mouther. In fact, introduce a star emissary into your game and just create a bunch of gibbering mouthers. I don't know. It's a lot of really gross the Dungeons and Dragons creatures to play. Yeah. Like that flesh blanket. The... Oh god! That oh was yeah, so that's that so was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> so note that's a story self. for another time. Yeah. That is a story for another time. Uh, note to self: We're gonna have to put a uh, trigger warning in our uh, episode notes <laughs> for the last uh, fifteen minutes of our episode. I probably put them in both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our horror episode for this year episodes uh for this year if we missed anything i mean there's there's so much to do with horror just send us a message let us know what you want to hear us talk about tell us a really awesome story about your DD campaign or a plan that you have uh messing with your players uh this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com and as always check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.